0: Today, we are continuing in our sermon series, our Lenten sermon series, talking about the things that we can let go and we can let into God's hands. We're calling it letting go, letting God. It's a normal phrase for people who have been around the church. Um, Sometimes cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Because so often there are things that we cling on to, that if we were to just release into God's hands, Uh, would allow us to experience a fuller and broader life. So we've talked about letting go of worry. We've talked about letting go of grudges. Last week, we talked about letting go of our shame. And today, we're talking about letting go of our comfort zone. Our scripture passage for today comes from Joshua Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. So as we turn through our scripture, I invite you to open your heart with mine and to listen for the word of God for you and for me. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. As I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous For you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Friends, I invite you to please join me as we pray. God, we ask that your light might illuminate the places in our hearts that are darkened by worry, by fear, by scarcity. Open us up to see the generosity of your promises and give us the faith to accept them, to live by them. Through these words today, through your words in scripture and into eternity. So we pray in Jesus name. Amen. There's an old story about a king who was gifted two beautiful peregrine falcons for his court. They were magnificent birds intended to inspire the court with their grace and their prowess, but they were young and so they needed training. So the head falconer, who was known as the best trainer of any of the local nations, worked diligently with the falcons in preparation for the day that they would take flight For the king. Finally, the day came where the falcons were to be released for their first flight. The king and the court emerged in anticipation. The falconer released the two birds, but only one took to the sky. Disappointed, the king summoned the falconer to find out what had gone wrong. And the falconer said, I've never encountered a bird this stubborn before. He went on to describe how the creature had ignored, refused, or just stubbornly lashed out at every attempt that he and his assistants made to coax that bird into action. The bird just wouldn't fly. The king assured the falconer that the bird would probably fly. It just needed a little more time. But after another week or so, the falconer returned exasperated pointing to the falcon still seated on his branch. He said, I can't do it anymore. The bird is hopeless. The aviary is falling apart. The other birds are being neglected. Basic tasks are putting off. I'm really sorry, but I just can't work with this bird anymore. So frustrated, but determined, the king summoned a shaman because he had heard that a shaman had a particular way with animals. The shaman assured the king saying, don't worry, I speak their language. That bird will be flying in no time. But after several weeks, the shaman failed to get the falcon into the sky. Every attempt to get the creature to leave its branch was met with the same resistance that the bird had always shown before. The bird refused to move. Finally, determined But a little desperate, the king asked for someone who was familiar with the countryside to come and work with the falcon. And so a local farmer was brought in from the countryside. In less than an hour of the farmer being there, that falcon was up in the air. Stunned as he watched the birds soar above him, the king summoned the farmer and asked how the farmer had managed to achieve what every expert could not achieve. To which the farmer sort of looked at the king and shrugged a little bit and said, it wasn't that difficult, actually. I just cut down the branch that the falcon liked to sit on. Friends, it's really not easy for anyone to leave their comfort zone. Sometimes the only way that we are willing to step outside of what is comfortable for us is to have our comfort taken away. Joshua and the Israelites, they knew exactly what it felt like to have their comfort taken away, to be forced outside of their comfort zone. For 40 years they had followed Moses Through decades of discomfort, because Moses was the one who could hear God's voice. Moses had heard God call the Israelites out of slavery and oppression. He had followed the pillar of cloud and fire. He had ascended and descended Mount Sinai, his face shining with God's light, bringing them commandments, smashing the golden calf, pointing them toward the manna and quail they needed to survive. Moses was the one who pronounced God's blessing and God's judgment. He was the one who negotiated the needs that the Israelites had with God. He was the one who took the first steps toward the promised land and who led with every single step for 40 years. For 40 years, Moses was the Israelites' comfort zone until one day, Moses was gone. Before they could get out of the wilderness, before they could enter into the promised land, the Israelites found themselves in that same empty expanse that they had been in for 40 years, but without the one who had assured them that they would indeed one day arrive at the promised destination. Their life-saving branch had been cut out from underneath their feet, leaving them to face the only two options that they had left, would they fall or would they fly? Friends, has there ever been a time in your life where you have had the branch cut out from underneath you? Has there ever been a time where you were forced to leave your comfort zone? Perhaps, like the Israelites, it was when someone that you loved either died or left, a spouse who took care of your finances or who cooked every one of your meals. Perhaps it was a grandparent or a parent who was always present to provide assurance and guidance. Maybe it was a friend who used to text you every night before bed who suddenly ghosted you and disappeared. Or maybe it's a pastor. Who, after 15 years, announces his retirement? Maybe it was when you had a sudden job change or needed to move house for work or family. Sometimes we are forced out of our comfort zones by circumstances that are beyond our control. And so, when we are pressed into the choice, my friends, when you have been pressed into the choice, what did you choose? To fall? Or to fly. Truthfully, that choice, it exists for us much more often than just at the times that we are forced to face it. Every single day, we find ourselves with this option. Do we stay with what we know? With what is familiar? With what is comfortable to us? Or do we consider something new? Do we step out in faith? When we are presented with something unfamiliar, do we shelter ourselves and hide? Or do we stretch out our hands and explore? God has some specific instructions for Joshua and so for the Israelites when they found themselves wandering outside of their comfort zones. It's in our scripture passage for today. God tells them when they are outside of their comfort zone, when they find themselves without the one thing that they relied upon, God tells them to be strong and courageous. And God doesn't say it just once, but three times to Joshua. In verse 6, God says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to give to them. And then in verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with what you have already been taught. And then again in verse nine, he says, I could hereby command you be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Biblical scholars make the point to remind us as students that the Bible repeats things on purpose. The more often that the Bible says something, the more important it is. And so here is God's direction to Joshua and the Israelites, repeated three times for them and for all of the faithful who have followed ever since. Whenever we find ourselves outside of our comfort zone, when we have the option of falling or flying, be strong and courageous. Don't forget that God is with us. Don't be afraid to fly. I believe that God says this to Joshua because God knows, and we know too, that there are some times when we as people prefer to fall. Just like the falcon who refused to leave his perch on the branch, some of us, too, can refuse to leave our comfort zones, even to our own detriment, choosing to ignore and snap at anything that is unfamiliar and at anyone who would try to coach us otherwise. We will ignore our spouse's request to try a new hobby. We will ridicule our company's attempt to equip us with a new skill or to familiarize us with a new program. We will refuse to listen to our friends' unfamiliar opinions on politics and society. And in the same way that we can refuse to leave our social comfort zones, we can also refuse to leave our spiritual comfort zone too. One commentator describes our spiritual comfort zone this way. He says, It is a state of belief where Christians seek to live out their faith without the presence of any spiritual anxiety or conflict. These Christians in their spiritual comfort zone adopt a spiritually neutral condition by limiting their faith to deliver a nondescript level of commitment, usually without any sense of spiritual curiosity or adventure. Comfort zone Christianity brings about a spiritual mediocrity that wallows in self, that is going through the motions of serving God, without assuming any of the risk of serving God in faith. Friends, in our desire to keep the appearance of being good people, in our fear of being seen either as someone who's not good enough or not faithful enough, or our fear of being seen as someone who is too religious or too much of a zealot, sometimes it can be tempting for us to sit on our spiritual perch and not exercise our wings. It can be easy for us to warm a pew while disallowing God from warming our souls. Stanford professor Carol Dweck She published research in 2006 about the two different ways that people manage their various comfort zones. She labeled those who refuse to leave their comfort zone as people who possess what she calls a fixed mindset. They are people who are consumed by this desire, by a need to appear smart and competent. And so they choose to preserve that appearance of competence by avoiding challenges by giving up easily, by seeing effort as fruitless or as a waste of time, by ignoring useful feedback, and by feeling threatened by the success of others. Dweck says that on the other side, for those who are willing to leave their comfort zones, they tend to possess what she calls a growth mindset. Rather than wanting to appear to be smart and competent, Their desire is to actually learn. People with a growth mindset tend to embrace challenges, persist in the face of setbacks, see effort as the path to mastery. They learn from criticism and they find lessons and inspiration from stories of success that are lived by other people. Those who operate out of a fixed mindset often feel stuck or plateaued. They often hold a deterministic view of the world, meaning that they don't believe that change or transformation is ever really possible. But for those who operate out of a growth mindset, they have a greater sense of free will because they know that there is so much beyond their understanding and they are eager to enter into it. Friends, as Christians we are people who absolutely believe in transformation to the point that we believe that death can be transformed into life, that hate can be transformed into love, that betrayal can be transformed into forgiveness. It's great that we have research like Dweck's to give us labels about fixed mindsets and uh, growth mindsets, but Our scripture for today makes it plain what kind of mindset God is calling us toward. And it is a mindset that is seeking to be growing. It is one that is bold and courageous. One that is meant to keep walking even when our guide has left us. It is the one that is calling us to keep acting in faith. Even when we think that we are walking alone. It is the kind of mindset that knows that we never walk alone because we are always walking with God. Sometimes we will choose a fixed mindset. We will choose our comfort zone to our own detriment, at a sacrifice to our own freedom. There's another folk story, maybe you've heard it before, It's about a spy who was captured by the enemy in the midst of a brutal war and so was sentenced to death. Before carrying out the death sentence, the general in charge of the execution decided to give the spy an unusual choice. He told the spy that he could choose between the firing squad or whatever was behind a very large and ominous door. The spy thought about the choice, and then after a few minutes, decided to go with the firing squad. So after the sentence was carried out, the general then turned to his assistant and said, they always prefer the known way to the unknown way. And the assistant then asked the general, so then, what is behind the door? To which the general replied, freedom. Sometimes, if we are unwilling to choose to step outside of our comfort zone, we might be sacrificing much more than we ever imagined. So friends, as we navigate this tricky season, looking to emerge from this long quarantine, looking to celebrate two pastors that we love, preparing to return to many of the things that are familiar Let's not mistake the return to what is familiar as a return to our comfort zone. Several of our branches have already been cut in this season. Are we going to fall or are we going to fly? I really think that there's a lot of encouragement to be taken from our scripture passage for today. I think that we should take the encouragement to pack our favorite things from the past and from this last season and to take them with us into the land that still lies ahead of us, that is still promised for us. And that we should remember the words that God said to Joshua and so to the Israelites, saying, no one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, as I have been in the past, so I will remain with you. I shall not fail or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Friends, can we let go of our comfort zone and let God lead us in faith? Because behind that unknown door, there only lies freedom. Amen.